0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Great Midwest Bank Hotline is where we find Adam McCalvey, Brewers.com, and MLB.com, and the Unfiltered podcast as well on Odyssey. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Adam, uh, it's been a while. Uh, let's, let's get into, first of all, some nuts and bolts, and then we'll, uh, we'll have a broader brushstroke here. Going back to yesterday's game, I was wondering, uh, was anything wrong with Box? And if there wasn't, why wouldn't the analytical righty-lefty splits uh, analytical information play a part in Pujols, the right hander, going against Rogers, the lefty? I don't think Marmol would have yanked back Pujols for a pinch hitter there with the uh, Cardinals up one. Did you wonder about that as well?
0: No, because I wasn't there, so I'm giving you an unsatisfactory answer from the start. But a couple of people have asked me about that matchup, I'll, I'll try to ask her counsel about it today. Not that it matters a day later, but um, one of my guesses is that they want to establish Taylor Rogers as not a matchup guy, but a, a guy who they pitch a full inning because he's very good. Um, and I think like Josh Hader, he was in the midst of a bad stretch and that contributed to him being available in a trade. But I think one of the things that's overlooked in a lot of the, many of it justified critiques of the Josh Hader trade is that in Rodgers, they feel like they got a really valuable piece for the remainder of the season. So that's just my take on it, watching like everyone else did. Um, But I'll try to ask about that today to see if there was more going on, because you know how it is, Tim. There are often days where a matchup doesn't make sense, and it's because a guy just wasn't available that day. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time out there in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, and that's why I preface it with, hey, we don't know the in, inside scoop on, you know, maybe Boxberger was down for the day. We're not quite sure about that. But a big yeah. series, uh, they, they fall two games to one, and, and they pitched, I think, overall well enough to win that series. Um, yeah. and, and and now down the stretch here, Adam, what, what has to – kind of step up a little bit. We can point at the offense uh, all day long, but you know the pitching uh, flew under the radar as scuffling just a little bit for a stretch there, and now it looks like the pitching is getting back on track. It's, it's the offense, I would think. That would be the uh, emphasis here, right?
0: Well, to me it was the bullpen scuffling a little bit, which was, again, one of the things that added, I think, to the angst about the trades that they made, the surprise of parting with Josh Hader at this time in the middle of a pennant race and then bringing in some new arms, I think it took a little bit for that to settle down. I think Matt Bush has given them some really big innings. And I think, you know, David Stern said when they got Matt Bush, that stuff-wise he could be the best arm that moves at the deadline. I don't know if that, you know, that doesn't necessarily always translate to results, but just in terms of pure nastiness, they really like what they got in Matt Bush. And I think the pen has settled down a little bit, Taylor Rogers yesterday uh, notwithstanding. Look, the offense, if anyone can figure out this offense and tell me what to think about it, um, I welcome that input because I don't know what to think about it. Um, Because, you know, there are days where they don't score enough runs. It seems like there are too many days where they don't score enough runs. Then whenever you dive into the numbers, I convince myself that they're just fine because they're like seventh in the majors in runs per game. They're first in the majors in OPS with runners in scoring position. The batting average isn't great with runners in scoring position, though. I mean, that's a position where you need a hit. And then, uh, you know, at the same time, people say, don't look at numbers with runners in scoring position because you want to look at the overall numbers because you, you get into trouble when you start to associate, you know, clutch with something that you can measure. So, look, I don't know. Um, there are definitely days where they need to score more runs. And there are days where the offense needs to pick up the pitchers in the same way the pitchers so often pick up this offense over the last couple of years. But Adam, I find myself staring at the numbers sometimes and, and a little bit confused about whether this is a good offense, a bad offense, or somewhere in between.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think the numbers can state that it's a good offense or or at least a decent offense. I, I think decent is probably a better word. All right, Adam, you know you know us fans. I, I think for the most part, we, we want a villain, or we want, it, we want someone to blame when, when, th- when <laughs> things go wrong. And I'll admit that. And I try and do my best to say, hey, man, that's, that's just a baseball game. They played a good baseball game. The other guys just played a little bit better. And hey, you tip your cap and move on. okay? But, but a lot oh, of us fans, yeah. we, we want someone to blame. My latest target here, and we've been through this the last <laughs> year or so, is now again Christian Yelich and I still yeah. can't I, I can't put a finger on it and I'm not asking you to as well but it's been a while since the Yellich conversation has come up because I think a lot of fans have just settled into the fact that this is this just might be who he is and I I just don't want to accept that yet um yeah. and I want I want to think that there's something going on here uh, Wednesday Adam as you know will be 60 calendar days in which he has hit one home run and yep how did he go from there to here? I just, I want someone to blame. I want something to blame on that. That isn't Christian's fault. And and I can't find it.
0: Well, I think you're in a, uh, you know, who's in the same group as you is Christian Yelich. I think he would love to know exactly what has caused this and how to fix it because it would give him some answers. I think he probably has a better idea than we have about what's happening. Um, but, look, his last home run at home was May 4th. May 4th or May 5th. Um, this is a great power park for a left-handed hitter. How many fly balls do we see, pulled fly balls that just go to right center field? Um, he has not been able to generate even one of those since the first week of May. And, look, um, Craig Council has been very supportive of Christian Yelich. I think David Stearns and Matt Arnold have, too. And Christian Yelich... Is a really good leadoff hitter at this point, which is great because it's it's better to be a leadoff hitter with until this stretch, and on base percentage over 400 in that spot. Um, that and and with his speed, like he can definitely help them score runs if he's just getting on base all the time from the leadoff hole. The problem is they built this team around the fact that he's Christian Yelch, but he's he's something resembling the 1819 Christian Yelch. So, I think he's been upfront about saying, like, he understands the, the frustration that everyone else feels about what he's done and, and the disappointment in what he's done. And I, I don't know that he has any better answer than what he said, which is, you know, basically, I'm working on it. Like, I'm trying to get back to that guy. Um, but this is a hard game, and you can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. So, if, you know, to get back to your question, Tim – I think he's looking for that villain too and looking for the answer that allows him to at least know why he's become this version of himself compared to the one he wants to be that, that earned that big contract.
1: Yeah. And I, I, Adam, I, I, I think the only thing I can, I can hang my hat on here is it's, it's physical and it's, it's got to be self analysis. I mean, he can get all the help he wants from old coaches, Andy Haynes or the current hitting coach crew or uh, friends in college or uh, high school friends or coaches or whatever. But it has to come from within him. To me, it looks like a mechanical, f- and I'm no expert, you know that, but it looks to me the consistency of where the where the balls are hit tells me that it's a physical thing. And he's got to self-analyze to figure it out. It's, it's the, to me, it's the only way he gets out of it.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, think of all the eyeballs that are on that. Um, in terms of whether it's something mechanical that's fixable, there's a lot of people looking at that. To me, uh, and I, look, I'm—I'll say the same thing. To you, I'm no expert either because I sit up high where everything looks really easy. Uh, I'm not down there in the batter's box because I'm not nearly good enough. But to me, I to—it to, seems to me like the maybe that the answer is more upstairs. Okay. But look, I mean, he's an elite athlete. And I, I always feel weird saying something like that because what the hell do I know about playing <laughs> a professional sport? It just seems to me like the easier answer than that everybody watching this and trying to solve it is somehow missing something mechanical.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that's true. All it's right, so go ahead.
0: Well, I'm just saying it's a really hard one, and and it's um, you know again I think Christian Yelich has done the right thing in saying, like, he understands that there's a lot of frustration that he's not the player that 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 was the guy that, that signed that contract. He's a different version now, and maybe that's just what he is, and, and maybe that means he can be a, just a, an elite leadoff guy to get on and score a bunch of runs, but that's going to require a lot from the guys that, that are behind him.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Adam Mccalvey, just a couple of more, MLB.com, Brewers.com, the Unfiltered Brewers podcast as well on the Odyssey app. Uh, then there's center field, and here's what I'm I'm getting. I'm fielding uh, a lot of, uh, and, and I'm sure you are too, a lot of calls on the air. What's with center field? It's Tyrone Taylor and Jonathan Davis. Is Jonathan Davis any yeah. part of the future? You can make the argument that Tyrone Taylor is not as well. Why wouldn't they, and do you think they will, bring up one of the guys from AAA to at least do what Jonathan Davis is doing? That's playing like once every eight games. And is that a possibility down the stretch here?
0: Yeah, I think it was five at-bats since the All-Star break going into yesterday on Jonathan Davis. Um, I I think that is definitely an area to look at, and I know that there was great disappointment that they didn't add a bat at the deadline. And look, that disappointment extends into the front office because I I think one of the things – that went wrong at the deadline is the Brewers had an expectation of, you know, this group of bats are going to move at the deadline. And I think that way more of the, the players in that group that they expected to be traded were not traded. And that impacted a lot, I think, at the deadline. I'm reading between the lines of what David Stearns told us after and what Mark Atanasio in his comments afterwards, that I think they thought there was. At least one more move to make that didn't happen, because you can't force another team to make a trade. So if the Brewers were on bat X, say, you know, look, one name I know they looked at hard was Jock Peterson. Great postseason pedigree. He can play center here and there. Uh, just a guy who's known for coming up big down the stretch for a, a you know a number of different teams now over the last bunch of years. And the ask, I don't know what the ask was, but it was high for whatever you know some of these bats they look at the ask was like no we're not going to do that and I I, the sense I get is they thought there'd be like another round of calls later saying okay the ask is now this and then you can talk and get a deal done and that that second part of it just never happened and teams are content to keep some of these hitters like Jock Peterson wasn't traded JD Martinez wasn't traded and there were some others that I think a lot of people Wilson Contreras was, was talked about so much and wasn't traded And I think there's a lot of players that were in that pool, a lot more than the Brewers anticipated. And I think that messed things up for them at the deadline. I think they had plans to add some kind of – augment this offense in some way and they didn't do it. And now they're left with giving a really good long look right now to Tyrone Taylor. And then you're right. They make a decision. And it is going to be that group of outfielders at AAA – Maybe starting with uh, Ruiz, the the outfielder they got from the Padres, who can play all over, uh, elite speed, a guy who can get on base and and make some things happen. Um, But they're going to – I think at some point that is something worth considering because in order to just do everything you can to squeeze as much out of this offense, you got to kind of look position by position. And that may be one where there's an opportunity to add from within the system and maybe push a prospect faster than you anticipate.
1: Yeah, and maybe he'll surprise you. I agree. One more on that same note. At what point uh, do they, and this is what I think they have in mind, this is just me, but at what point, and they're waiting to pull the trigger. I, I think to get an additional legit bat in, if Davis and Taylor aren't going to be productive, as you said, they need every little bit out of this offense, when do they go with McCutcheon in center field? way more than they have been. In fact, just ride him out down the stretch and just roll the dice on that. I know they didn't want to do that too early because of his uh, veteran status and a potential injury, but I I don't see any other choice but to get a guy like Keston here in the lineup. uh, You're going to have to play McCutcheon in center field. That does make the offense better, Adam.
0: Well, Keston here is another guy that if somebody can tell me exactly what to think about his season, I would love to know because – I struggle with him as well because his numbers are like, when you just look at his production, it's, it's been terrific. But I think what the brewers would tell you is that it's been terrific because they put him in these prime positions to succeed. That's, I think one part of the equation that gets really overlooked when, when people look at the numbers and say, you should do this, this, and this. I think this sometimes goes with relievers too. Part of sometimes part of a player's success, is because they've done a good job of putting them in, in positions to succeed. And here is really tricky because of those reverse splits. And I think the Brewers think that those reverse splits are just at some point going to even out because there's no way to explain why a hitter of his profile should be better against righties than lefties. And I think they played him a lot against lefties early because they just thought, look, this can't last. It's got to change. It's going to change. There's no logic to that. And I still think they're a little bit confused about how to use them because the numbers don't make sense with what history tells you should happen with a hitter uh, with Kesson here's swing and skill.
1: And does it make um, sense to have McCutcheon down the stretch in center, though? Well, I just all I know
0: is that they didn't want to do that early. Um, right. okay. And I don't, I, I, you, you raise a good point because, look, I think it is fair to say at some point you've got to kind of push your chips in and do everything you can to just be the best version of a team you, you can be with the personnel you have. I'm really curious to see if Bryce Terang is in the plans in the next couple of weeks. He played he started at second base um, on Saturday for the first time in a couple of years. They're they're continuing to expand his profile. He's played center this year, so he's the guy who could go out there for you. He's put up nice offensive numbers. He's still really young for Triple A. He's a sneaky prospect. I think a lot we talk a lot about their outfielders. Um, but Bryce is a looks like a, a, a pretty good player, and I wonder whether he could be a guy that before uh, too long is, is part of the picture. Here.
1: Yeah, and Jace Peterson would be a nice addition here down the stretch. So we'll, we'll await uh, that. Uh, his return and also Adrian Hauser getting a little bit closer. Omar Narvaez. I think the timing could be good, Adam. And, and we'll t- we'll talk again. I know you got to get going and you got some work to do, but uh, it's been a while and I appreciate the conversation with you again, Adam.
0: All right. Okay. Let me, let me throw one fantasy thing out there since you're going to talk <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. I'm in a super flex league, right? I have Dak Prescott and Joe Mixon as keepers. I have 1 1. So Jonathan Taylor is there, and so is um, – why am I blanking on his name? No, Josh Allen. Or Josh. No,
1: Josh. Okay. Josh Allen.
0: Ooh. In a super flex league, do I pick a quarterback 1-1, or do I take Jonathan Taylor? Please, everybody, tweet me the answer. Thank
1: you very yeah. much. Yeah, no, it's, it's JT, because the difference between the, the next batch of running backs is a wider gap than, than the next batch of quarterbacks. And I think you're, you're in a plus situation.
0: Well, I, I know I'll screw it up somehow, so, but I appreciate your input.
1: No, have a little confidence, Adam. Come on now. It's the championship right. season in your fantasy league. All
0: right, all right, all right. Never mind. I'm going to win it all. Thanks. All
1: right. See you later, Adam. Thanks for the time. All right, there There he is. Adam McCalvey, Brewers.com, MLB.com. Brewer's Unfiltered podcast as well on the Odyssey app. He joins us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline.
0: If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today.